Talking travel with Sally Lucas. And uh, Sally, all over the world today, we're going to start in eastern Canada. We are, and I guess... Everyone seems to concentrate on Western Canada because of the Alaskan Inside Passage mm. starting from the Canadian side, the Rockies, and doing that side. But the East has got some magnificent areas as well, which we tend to forget about from time to time. That's a big place. Oh, well, Canada's <laughs> a huge country, isn't it? So like us, you know, we're another huge country. But uh, one of the operators there that operates, um, I guess it's about the largest boating operator in Europe for self-chartered boating, you know, through your different canals and waterways, called Le Boat, very original name. <laughs> but last year, they began operations in its first North American destination in Ontario. And this is on Canada's historic Rideau Canal. And you don't have to have any boating experience or anything like this, but this canal is actually UNESCO World Heritage listed. because it's quite an, an ancient, it's the oldest canal system in the Americas. So you can do anywhere you like. You can like hire the vessel for as long as you want. You can go all the way from Ottawa down to this beautiful little township called Kingston. Look, looks gorgeous when I've Googled it and had a great look at it. So you're going down all these lovely waterways and you can pull into lakes along the way. There's different lakes you can call into and you're finishing up right down near Lake Ontario at the end of all this. By the look of it, it looks like you could really take your time in there and have a really good, relaxing little trip. You definitely can. And as I said, there's chains of lakes, rivers and canals between these two cities. And as I said, you can take as little or as long as you like to do these. And they've got a couple of bases located along the waterway where you can join. You have to make your own way to there, of course. But they offer a really high level of comfort on the vessels. Um, got roomy upper deck areas for the summer time with you, you know, with a sunbathing area as well. They've got, you know, obviously air conditioning and heating, plenty of USB ports on accessible for passengers to recharge their portable gadgets, etc. But, you know, it's got a lot of culture there as well. They even have a Canadian tulip festival in May. So it's a, they reckon they can beat the Netherlands at their own game. Anyway, whether that's true or not, we'll see. But you've got to remember too, once you get on to that eastern part of Canada, it's French speaking and nearly all your signs are in French. But at their particular areas where you can pick up these vessels, of course, they've got some English speaking staff as well. But you've just got to remember that you are in the French provincial side of Canada. So that, but it, look, it just looks a wonderful thing. I've just been going through looking at all the different things you can do. It's it's about uh, 202 kilometres all the way from Ottawa to Kingston. If you did the whole route and return, obviously it'd be double that. But you don't have to. You could do a, a, a shorter segment from and to, depending on what you'd like to do. It's apparently. Great for fishing, absolutely fantastic fishing for things like trout, uh, perch, bass, etc. And so that's a lot of species of wildlife along the way as well. But also you've got to remember that Ottawa itself is quite a beautiful city in its own right. So, And then you get down to Kingston, which is more like villagey. So you're getting that villagey feel. And along the way, there's even a town called Perth. Um, and it's got a famous breweries, etc. there. So you can call into cheese factories, breweries, little shops. And I think waterways are the original roads of the world. Mm. Before we ever had vehicles that went on roads, everything was done along the waterways. So you're sort of going back in time in a sense as well when you go along a waterway because this is where life started from. I still like the name of the company, though, Le Boat. Le Boat. It's, it's <laughs> classic, isn't it? The other thing I was going to mention, too, even if you're not interested in doing boats, is that a lot of the touring companies now have opened up doing some wonderful tours of this eastern Canadian side, if you're interested. Uh, one's Quebec in depth with the Gaspé Peninsula. And this is really interesting as well. It starts from Montreal and takes you way up into this Gaspé uh, National Park. It's, it's a huge peninsula that you go right out onto. And apparently the pine forests are just second second to none and the scenery and, the, and this is wonderful big huge rock or per se rock 
Um, so you, again, you're going into something really different and in depth if you've been to Canada before, but you've done the West and looking for an Eastern experience and combining that with you know Niagara Falls or even ducking down into Boston to to Maine, the New England area pop down into New York, you know, it'd be a lovely itinerary to do a combination, whether you do the waterways, whether you do it land-based. But honestly, there's a whole range of wonderful Eastern Canadian options that you can do now. And of course, don't forget, not quite East, but getting towards the East, you can duck up to Churchill where you see the polar bears. It's one of the best areas for viewing polar bears and also the Aurora Borealis. So you don't always have to go, you know, to Iceland or Norway to do that. You can do it from Canada as well. A lot of that stuff so it sounds like a really romantic type of holiday that you could take. Yes, yeah, it really is mm. when you think about it because these cities are obviously are quite old cities in the in North America. So they've got a lot of history, a lot of culture, and again very like Europe they've got because of the similarities with the French speaking as well, mm. the architecture and some got cobblestone streets still, etc. You know, so you're getting all of that as well, mm. and, and a different culture and influence. And it's really, it's really quite a beautiful side of Canada. Everyone sort of goes Rockies, 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 and they are beautiful. Don't get me wrong, they're magnificent, but the East has a lot to offer as well. Maybe not as crowded. No. Certainly not on the La Boat. <laughs> <laughs> not on the boat. You just go with a few friends and off you go and just, ah, what a wonderful thing to get a few friends together and just do a leisurely cruise down the Rideau Canal. I think it'd be fabulous. Sally, from Eastern Canada, you've got a, a really big trip for us this time around. I have, if you're interested, and I think you'd like to do this as well, Mark. I was looking through your notes early. I think I've already booked. <laughs> you're going to book? Oh, that's fine. That's good. Um, and this is a 21-day transatlantic crossing on a brand-new vessel that still hasn't been launched. So hopefully it'll be still operating in April next year. We're giving it enough time. They're due to have their... Um, Testing, sea testing, I think next no, August. Yes, we're July, aren't we? Yes, so next month. So it's scenic eclipse. Um, it only takes 228 passengers, so it's luxury small ship cruising, which is really nice. It's mm. very easy to get people on and off a vessel when you've only got 228 mm. guests. Not the hordes of thousands. Two to three thousand, yeah. you know. So it, it's a much nicer way of sailing. So this is a wonderful itinerary for someone who would like to do a transatlantic crossing because it's not just doing a quick one. It's taking in quite a number of ports of call along the way. It's going April next year, as I said, and it starts on Buenos Aires, which, as people may know, is the capital of Argentina. And, I mean, that city in itself is worth... A lot of time. So if, if you're flying in there, I definitely fly in a few days prior to you your sailing because they've got so many beautiful areas there. Recoleta, which is where the famous um, cemetery is, where Eva Peron was buried. But it's a fascinating cemetery to go through, and they're quite ornate. You know, epitaphs and all this sort of thing is really amazing. La Boca, which is where they have all the coloured houses, which are down near the wharves, where in the old days it's where the prostitutes used to meet the ships as they came in, you know, and they paint, made their houses whatever they could and painted them bright colours, you know, and it's, they still got retained that feel. Um, Palermo, which is a beautiful suburb, San Telmo. And of course, it's on the Rio de la Plata, which is the widest river. It's sort of called an estuary, but it's a river, and you can even surf on it. And it's wide point it's 221 kilometers imagine that across across and it's (laughs) about 290 kilometers long so you leave from there and then you go on to Montevideo which is your capital of Uruguay and it's on the eastern side of the Rio de la Plata because it's just across the river Uruguay is just across the river from Argentina so that's an interesting city again from there you cruise up the coast and you're going to Isla Bella and that means beautiful islands. And this is a lovely archipelago about six kilometres off the coast of Sao Paulo in Brazil. 
stunningly looking beautiful beaches, lovely things you can do there. Then, of course, you go on to Rio, the capital of Brazil, and have time there, the famous Christ the Redeemer on Mount Sugarloaf Mountain, Copacabana Beach, etc., and then you have another couple of days at sea and you go on to a place called Salvador de Bahia, but it's just usually known as Salvador. And it was the first capital of Brazil in 1549. And it's one of the oldest colonial cities in the Americas. So it's a very interesting city to visit as well. So you can see we're not just having all the time at sea and racing across the Atlantic. We're going up the coastline. Which well, is, well, there is nice. plenty to see by the sound of it. Yeah. And from there you go on to Cape Verde. Now, it's an island country of 10 volcanic islands in the central Atlantic Ocean, and um, it's sort of incorporated as an overseas department, or it was incorporated, should I say, as an overseas department of Portugal in 1951, but they eventually got their own independence in 1975. To give you an idea of where it is, it's just under 600 k's west off the coast of um, of West Africa, of Senegal. Uh, so a very interesting area again as well. Then you go on to Afunchal, which is Madeira, and it's the capital of Madeira, and it's the sixth largest city in Portugal, and it's due west of Morocco. So you're about 850 k's away from the coast of Morocco. Then eventually you finally disembark at Lisbon, and Lisbon is the 11th most populous area in the European Union, and it's uh, mainland Europe's westernmost capital and the only one that's on the Atlantic coast and also on the river Targus. And it's a very interesting city and a lot of it was completely destroyed in 1755 by the la- one of the largest earthquakes ever recorded of recorded earthquakes since mm. we've been recording them and a tsunami. So a lot of Lisbon was rebuilt from that time onwards. But you've got a lovely old centre of Lisbon as well, but quite nearby there you can go to this lovely little fishing village called Cascais, and then you go up to Sintra, which is where all the, um, I guess, the kings and queens and princes, is their mountain retreat. And it's a delightful town just north of Lisbon. I only had a day trip up there once, but absolutely beautiful. Stunning scenery, beautiful old buildings, and stopping at the little fishing village on the way of Cascais was was just lovely as well. And, of course, it's famous now, Portugal, for its surf. So if you were there at the right time of the year, you could see some fabulous surfing off that Atlantic coast as well. Almost sounds like a surfing trip. You got that 200k wide river a a little while back. You can surf and eat and surf at the other end. Yeah, you can. So, I mean... and. As I said, it's only 228 guests on this vessel. You've got 100% spacious veranda suites, all veranda suites. Butler service, how about that for every guest? Everyone gets their own Jeeves. So there you go, their own Jeeves. (laughs) So all that sort of thing, complimentary beverages all day, every day. Um, you've got discovery leaders and cruise directors on board to guide and assist you with different excursions, etc. Different um, engaging education programs and entertainment on board, all sorts of things. Um, discovery excursions and even exploring by night as well, because they've got a lot of late departures that let you experience the nightlife as well as the day. So an interesting, interesting itinerary, I think, and it's a good, it should be a great voyage on a brand new ship. As cliche as it sounds, it's kind of something for everybody, but they really have really put a lot of thought into that one. They have, because as I said, most of these transatlantic voyages we see are, marked, are not as in-depth with all the coastal, you know, and of course every time you pull into port it costs money, mm. and na- naturally, obviously, but they're trying to give everyone that experience of that South American coastline and then, you know, calling into the islands on the way before you get to Lisbon. So, no, it's a fantastic itinerary, I think, anyway. Sally, uh, some mighty, mighty uh, amount of hot deals you've got there. You've got papers all over the place. Some, if they were dropping over the floor a minute ago. What's going on, love? What's, What's going, going on? on? Yeah, well, you know, I've got too much 
Too much good stuff. Well, let's start at the top then. Okay. 2020 summer early bird sale. Now, there are early birds out for just about everybody at the moment, Mark, like all tour companies. The only ones that aren't out are a lot of the airfares, but certainly as far as cruising, touring options, um, some of them have got their fly-free options in conjunction with a tour, but the airlines on their own sale, some of those still won't be out for a little while yet. Um, now, this is with Variety Cruises. They have got a book early and save. They've extended it through to the 31st of July now. They cruise around Greece, and they cruise in these beautiful masted vessels, so not large cruise ships. So you are actually sailing, really sailing. And they've got some wonderful sa- uh, savings, as I said, on a range of different itineraries through the Med, Spain, Portugal, you know, Adriatic Coast, etc., classical Greece, etc. So book by 31 July, and you've got lots of savings there. Um, the other one here we have is uh, with another cruise, which is a lovely one. It departs 17 September next year. I know that sounds a long way off, but some people do like to get in early and, and save. Once you're planned, it's done. Yeah, really. it is. And it's a commitment then, isn't it? So this is a lovely cruise departing 17 September next year. It's 19 nights. You're getting a one-way economy class airfare to Honolulu, two nights pre-cruise accommodation, then a 17-night cruise aboard Serenade of the Seas from Honolulu to Sydney in an ocean view stateroom. So that's a wonderful thing going all through Polynesia etc you know it's a lovely itinerary through the Pacific Islands and that starts from under $4,000 per person so that's really I think quite good value for money this offer ends on the 31st of August and there's another one on the 27th of September called Oahu Smiles and Pacific Isles. Uh, this one, again, is... Not as good as La Boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as good as La Boat. But again, you've got your airfare to Honolulu, your two nights pre-cruise, and this is an, a 19-night cruise on the Ovation of the Seas, taking in a, an even more diverse range of the Pacific Islands. As I said, 21 nights ex-Sydney, and that's under $4,500. Now, these do have to be booked at the latest by the 31st of August. Um, Kimberley Icons. Now, that's a beautiful part of our own country, of course. It's wonderful. I mean, the Bungle Bungle, Every time I look at a photo of them, those beehive shapes, mm. and when you do a, a flight over the top of them, you know, like any of these wonderful images are much better from the air. Even flying over, you know, over Kakadu or, you know, the escarpments around those areas or Uluru, you do it from the air and it just gives you an idea of the expanse and the beauty that you just don't get it ground level. Just see so much more of, of what's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a seven night package. It's just a land only package. You're getting one night in Kununurra. You get a beautiful air safari over the Bungle Bungles. Then you have three nights at that fabulous Emma Gorge Resort in El Questro Wilderness Park with breakfast daily, including a day tour including Zebedee Springs and the Chamberlain Gorge. You do a sunset tour as well. Then you get a flight from Kununurra to Broome. Three nights at the Cable Club Beach Resort, which is just stunning right on Cable Beach with breakfast. A pearl farm tour and your airport transfers you put your best airfare with that and that starts from under 2800 per person Le Boat, we were talking about Le Boat earlier. I'm um, taking that home. I want, I want that at home. You want that's, that at home. Well, you great. can photocopy it and take it home. So these are earlier bird discount offers on a range of their 2020 holidays on their Horizon fleet. And so it's not just Canada, but it's mainly Canada because we've just had Celebrate Canada Day was just this week. So they've got savings of 10% on their Horizon fleet when you book ahead and book before the 31st of August on that. And just something new, we like to tell people when there's new tours come out, as we mentioned, earlier about the one doing the Gaspé Peninsula, you know, um, in eastern Canada. But these are in Europe. This is a small group tour. It's a brand new one doing the Apulian Odyssey. So you start in Bari in Italy and it's an eight-day round-trip journey and it's taken to the wonderful area of Puglia uh, through the old cities of Bari, Matera, 
um, Albero Bello, Ostuni, Lecce, etc., Otranto. It's just lovely. You spend a night in a cave hotel and you go to a wonderful part of um, Vincent City and the Castellana di Grotto. Wine tastings, olive tastings, olive oil, etc. Just, just really something different. And there's another one too, doing Sardinia. Uh, which I think would be fascinating. I've, that's always been on my bucket list. I haven't got there yet, but this is. I, a, did, I would have thought you would have been to a oh bit no. of a, you know, a place like that. Well, I've been to a lot of places, yeah. but that one just hasn't quite made it yet. What about yet. that cave hotel from the last deal? That sounds pretty. Yeah, good. that'd be fantastic. So this is a nine-day journey through Sardinia. It's one of the largest islands in the Med. In case you're wondering that, and it borders the west of Italy, and it's got a really rugged coastline with some really exceptionally hard walks you've got to do sometimes with you know the chains mm. and all this sort of stuff. So it's a very rugged island, but quite beautiful, and it's got two thousand kilometres of coastline as well. So it's a wonderful destination if you wish to soak up a bit of sun in the summer months as well. So that's fantastic. And if you want to do something really different, I love this one. Halloween in Transylvania. Imagine spending New Year's Eve in Drax Castle. I saw that, though. I was hoping that you would get to that one. I have got to that one. And I just thought, this is just something really different. It's a seven-day itinerary. You do a special Halloween costume party in an authentic Gothic castle. You go into Drax Castle, you know, the old world world towns of Bran and Bucharest, and learn the story of the famous Vlad the Impaler. So that's a a seven-day itinerary, and that's from under um, 1,500 per person. But it looks absolutely quite intriguing. Um, Yeah, I, I love it. So you might get a bit of a chill down your spine when you do that one. I think that's a nice place to leave it, Sally. I'm going to take that home. <laughs> so I'll go to the, I'll do the Halloween and, trip I'll and get on a, on a boat. <laughs> a great talking travel, uh, Sally. Back next Friday. Have a great weekend. Thank you. That is uh, talking travel for another week on Two and URFM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two and URFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.